Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to the episode two of mm-hmm. Have We Made It Yet podcast. My name is Josh Yang. And I'm Lucas Singh. And uh, as usual, we are going into this podcast asking the question, Lucas, have you made it yet? No, not yet. Not at all. Actually, mm. not even close. Mm-hmm. How about you, Josh? Have you made it yet? Uh, no bueno. Have not, have not made it yet. Um but yeah, no things are things are happening though this week. Uh, actually, later tonight I'm gonna go to a uh, do a dress rehearsal for the Fresh Rice uh, mm-hmm. comedy showcase that I'm doing. Yeah, and um, I actually have to prepare quite a bit for that. If you can't tell, can, can, can I can I actually just say it first though? You okay. look really really nice. Oh no, see that was I totally like, I totally look at that him. man. Okay, so the reason he's asking me that is because it's I, a nice throw. Okay, yeah. It's, is uh, I have uh, I have makeup on right now, I uh, I applied it myself, and this is the first time I'm having to do this mm-hmm. because the last dress rehearsal, uh, we did it just you know to get all the comedians to run through their set and get a little bit more situated uh, with the dynamics on the day of, and the producer specifically said after I did my set, it's like yeah, just a reminder to all the guys out there. Uh, you know, just make sure you go to like maybe a Sephora or something and uh, try to figure out how to get your makeup done for TV because yeah. it's going to be recorded uh-huh. and there's going to be like uh, shoulder <clears throat> up is going to be one of the camera angles. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be right there in your face. And uh, so he said like, uh, yeah, make sure you just, you know, have some some, I don't know blush or, right. or powder or whatever to put on your face because you don't want this to be too shiny mm-hmm. and he said it right after mine so i got the hint i got the hint did you feel like he was talking to you directly then? no but i mean it sparked his memory so clearly something was was reflecting off my forehead mm-hmm. uh so so basically on the weekend i went to uh i went to a the sephora at eaton yeah, yeah yeah and i was like okay you know what I'm going to be doing this uh, recording, television recording kind right. of, you know, thing next Friday. And uh, uh-huh. I was told I need to get some basic makeup. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing here. Right, I, right. I need somebody to help me. So thankfully, they, they got me sitting at one of those uh, <laughs> those makeup desks. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah. And a, and a girl helped me um, figure out the, the tone, mm-hmm. the correct skin tone, and uh, how to apply... Um, uh, primer, oh, yeah, and yeah. primer, and then whatever the the blush. Do you have foundation whatever. on right now? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's yeah, just yeah. whatever the primer is, and then uh, just applying the powder. Mm-hmm. I think it's powder or it's blush or it's I don't. I just don't know. But uh, it's it's something. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how, like, in some ways, like, if you're, like, a graphic designer or something like that, you'd have a really full palette of colors. Yeah. Like, for basic people, it's, like, black, yellow, purple, gray, blue. Right. For colors, red, another yeah. one. But, like, for designers, it's, like, magenta, teal, salmon. Uh-huh. They have a really, like, bigger palette of color knowledge and everything. Yeah. Whereas us, for guys, we're just, like... We got powder on, uh, but I'm sure there's like foundation and then there's primer. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's like okay. I, I'm assuming, I'm assuming foundation is the first thing you put on. <laughs> it's in the name, yeah. And then the primer is right before you put on the makeup, and then the whatever, and then the other stuff, and then yeah, the, yeah. So I sat there, right, in plain view, in the middle of the Sephora, and it's <laughs> like kind of the middle of the day on a Sunday. Nice. So it's busy. <laughs> so there are people walking around, and yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure I, I like. In the mirror, I could see, like, <laughs> I remember seeing this one guy just, like, standing in the back, probably, like, on his phone, like, usual, yeah. like, most guys are in there. It's like, yeah. oh, my girlfriend's getting something. Just, ah, I'm just going to be on my phone. <laughs> uh-huh. And I could see, just periodically, like, glance over. It's like, huh, what's that guy? Why is, why is that guy getting uh, right. makeup applied? Unbeknownst to him, he might be seeing you on stage, man. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Know, if, if our marketing has gotten that reach, that would be, that'd be pretty... Be pretty cool, but um, yeah. So sitting there and then having the makeup applied to have the the lady do the yeah. the, the uh, brush and everything, I was like, huh. I I thought I would be more self conscious mm-hmm. about the fact that I'm a I'm a guy in the middle of a makeup store getting yeah. makeup put on me. I mean, <laughs> other people is like you know they could have their ideas. It's like oh that that looks a little weird. It's like, uh-huh. oh, uh, like what's that guy doing but in my mind i guess it's like i'm more focused on it's like okay i need to look yeah better it's necessity okay maybe not better just less just less like shiny Mm -hmm. uh for the tv thing so i guess i was a bit more focused there but even then i don't think i was too i guess insecure i didn't feel like you know out of out of place just roll with it yeah and i don't know if i would have uh had that same mentality a couple years ago so true I mean, like either way, though, it it feels good to be served. That's that's how that's how I just like to take it. It's like I don't care what service it is. Uh huh. You feel special when you get one on one service, and I'm sure, like you're right. Whoever served you did a good job of it, and you came out looking pretty damn fine. And at the same time, you got the attention, which is kind of cool. Because most of the time, hell, like even when you're like getting a bank or at a teller or something like uh-huh. that at a bank, like you know they're just like get on with it get on with it but right. i'm sure she was asking like what primer number do you need all that stuff which would have been I, I mean my answers to that was like i don't know what is that yeah yeah, yeah. i'm lost please help me mm-hmm. like it's just like a kid lost in the middle of a of a walmart without their parents don't know what's happening yeah 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 um but i mean it, at the end i ended up having to buy some some stuff good because i have to figure out how to do it myself because there's no makeup on the day of the actual show so uh-huh. We'll see whether or not my face looks the same tint as the rest of my body come day of. But you want to test it out, man? You want to take off your shirt right now? No, no. <laughs> that's, that's not. Oh yeah, your parents are watching this thing. <laughs> no, okay. I mean, they may not even. Okay, I think the main thing is I'm just I don't know. Like, do I have to apply it all the way all the way down my body? That's a lot. Of, that's a oh, lot of blush man. or whatever it is. I we might cut this out, but like. Man, when Trudeau did his, like, blackface, the funniest thing was that he did his knees. He did his knees? Because he had holes in his jeans. (laughs) So he committed to character full out and did his knees, which means maybe he did his full leg, too. That's a... 
That's a well. First of all, that's a lot of product. I know. That's a ton of like. I mean, it's product. It's commitment. It's uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I guess it makes you think is like if it must have taken a lot of time. And uh-huh. then I guess the question ended up being, um, is this a pro- going to be a problem? And be probably. I'm not, I'm wondering if he asked himself that multiple times throughout. Is like oh, like political problem. Or or he all no or, sensitive problem. Well, I mean, he was a teacher back then. It was. Like, yeah. I don't think he had any ideas of doing like politics then. Uh-huh. Or maybe he did, but like probably was far away. But he's, yeah, there must have been multiple moments where he's applying like, <laughs> should I stop or do yeah. I need more? <laughs> should I go further? Yeah, yeah. And he went further, and it was pretty. It was pretty dark. I think the one I saw where he was the Arabian Nights, it it, uh-huh. was, it was it was hard to see the background. Yeah, I, yeah, right. Like it was a flash, and it was like black. Uh-huh. It was a black and white photo, but yeah. still, it was also like you. It's like the background where it was dark and shadowy, like almost blended in. And so you mm-hmm. put a lot, you put a lot of uh, that on. He committed, man. Yeah. Um. But yeah, dude. Best of luck, man, at the rehearsal today. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, I've I've had to winnow it down, winnow my set down a bit more, uh-huh. and yeah, I think it should be fine. Nice, it should be good. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So how was like? Y- you don't have to. You haven't had to do your own makeup, have you? No, no. Usually, when I am on set, they just escort me to a um to a trailer. Yeah, and they, they just do it all. Uh, the most I, I've ever had is again. My palette of words for makeup is really limited, so I, I think I've had blush on mm. and, like, maybe a concealer for a zit. That's about oh, it. right. Yeah. The the lady asked me if I wanted a concealer, and I was like, it's, it's too far. I've, I've only, I only have the mental, I only have the mental fortitude to be able to understand primer and blush right. or powder. I'm already, for, I'm already forgetting it, but, but, like. Even concealer is like, oh no, the dyna- the, dyna- the dynamics of it is like, oh no, am I supposed to put it? You know what? It's probably very simple. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. But I almost just feel like I, it's a foreign act where uh-huh. it's just very foreign doing that and understanding what it, whether it looks good or not. Where yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I don't even know if I can't even judge if it's if it's done well or if it's not done well. It, it's true. It reminds me of like the first time I ever put on hair gel on oh, my hair. Yeah. Um, I just remember like I think some forty one was really big at that time. So, like, I really wanted to be Derek Wibley, the guy. Uh, so, like, essentially what I just did was, like, although I didn't say it in the words, I, I just basically did, just fuck this up. And so I just put it up all in my hair. Like, my, my hair was just a big porcupine the whole time, but I yeah. wanted, like, the strongest porcupine look. Yeah. So I got, like, dippity-doo gel, which is, like, the strongest gel you could really? have. So my hair was just literally needles, man. But I thought I was the, <laughs> I thought I was the coolest, you know? Because yeah. I got to be the fat lip guy. Wait, fat lip guy? Yeah, yeah. You know that song by Seven Forty One? You know what? I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm pretty bad when it comes to like music history and certain certain songs and stuff uh, in different eras and in uh, generations. Yeah, and we come from different ends, man. Do well. I mean, you're only like four years older than me. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're twenty seven. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were twenty eight. No, it's okay. very soon. Very, very soon. soon. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, no. So that's a new experience for me, and like, if anything, moving forward, um, I guess it's something that is, is good to know. Yeah, a little yeah, yeah. bit. Uh, but it definitely it's better if somebody else just does it. Does it for? Dude, one day, one day, when you had your Netflix special. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll hire a hair and makeup person, mm-hmm. of course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. 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 Then I'll be able to afford. I'll be able to afford a a, a hair and makeup person. Anyway. Yep. Uh, okay. So. 
basically uh what an intro yeah what what an intro that was a tangent yeah okay so let's get into the meat of the episode the prime rib as it may yeah so what i was uh yeah just uh chef uh Cook. cook uh where it's Basically, what we, I think what we want to discuss a little bit today is uh-huh. how we made the decision to really go into uh, our respective fields. Right. Acting for you, uh, comedy for me. And this is something I'm actually excited about because I, I actually don't know. I don't know your spe- – I think I might, I mentioned mine a bit more before mm-hmm. uh, with you outside, but I don't think I, I've, I've really under- heard your story right. about how you decided to get into acting because you made a bigger move than I did. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it really came down to, well, okay, if, if, if we have the long form answer, since yeah, we yeah. have the venue for let's it. Let's go, let's go, the, this is a long form podcast, let's okay. go into the timeline, because I know you, you got it, you, uh, you were working in the film industry for quite a bit when yeah. I, especially when I first met you a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and now, and then last year you decided to like quit your job in the uh vfx vfx yeah. uh, side of things and then decide to enroll in film school and then decide acting so run mm-hmm. through a bit of the timeline on how you transition to that idea yeah yeah i mean since the dawn of time man has always <laughs> okay so so we'll start we'll start in 2012 um 2012 wow <laughs> okay that, that that's actually pretty far too <laughs> yeah, i yeah. wasn't expe- oh yeah okay i'm in, i'm invested all right, all right. Two, 2012 2012 so um I, uh, 2012, I moved to Hong Kong to work for a bit. And among other reasons, I, I found some really cool places to work, one of them being Fox International Channels. Oh. I had a great time working on that network in Asia. Yeah. Uh, I was the marketing representative or marketing assistant there and everything. Same with a uh, public relations assistant at the same oh. time. And so we'd market shows like American Idol, Simpsons, Family Guy to wow. people who could afford cable in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. which is really not a prevalent thing. But it's usually just marketing to expats who live there. Um, had a great time, but realized I really couldn't make a living in Hong Kong. Right. Too expensive. And the people who actually do make it big don't start out as assistant level. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Hong Kong's a weird city. And to be honest, I still love it, but I, I don't think I can survive it at that moment right. in 2012. I came back to Vancouver, um, kind of bored and everything like that. Couldn't really find a job in media. So I worked at my parents' place for a bit, which is an insurance agency. Hmm. Uh, you know, liked it, had enough money, but realized that's really not my passion and everything right. like that. And I think we're at that time where we can still talk about passions and, 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 you know, strive towards it because, you know, just last generation, like our parents, yeah, they, they didn't have a, a, an avenue to really go for what they love mm-hmm. you know whereas i think it's a it's a uh it's, it's a problem for the rich you know to go towards your passion sometimes right yeah or because because the things the opportunity cost of what you'd be having to to um uh, go through yeah would be greater if you're say poor or you're you're like first generation immigrant or if you don't have yeah. The resources, like yeah, if you're if you have more resources, if you're richer, you can t- you can afford to make more mistakes. Whereas yeah, not necessarily. So so at the time, mm-hmm. how old were you? Uh man, this was how, how however old I was in 2013. I, I think I was like 25. 25. 25. So in 2012, I basically worked for a good year and a half, mm-hmm. and uh, sorry for 2013, I worked for like a year and a half. 
At that time, I also met my girlfriend then. Oh, okay. I uh, made it official and everything like that and had a great year of saving up money, living at home, having a girlfriend, and really trying to establish what I still want to do, which is work in TV and film. Right. Um, you know, Van- Vancouver is great, but at the same time, I think we can kind of attest to it. It can get pretty comfortable pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you can definitely feel like you're – if you don't make a move – or, like, you don't change things up. You can get into a routine. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just just the fact of growing up as well uh, in Vancouver, I, I got that sense. And that really pushed me out of the city. Exactly, man. Um, but, yeah, so so you yeah. were also, at the time, you were also thinking, it's like, oh, I need, a, I need a shift and change. Yeah. I just remember one day I was driving back home from TXL or from my parents' agency. Mm. And uh, I was driving on Grandview Highway right before it turns – uh, right before it turns into, um, like, Lowheed. Right. So, you know, there's Boundary, Grandview, and Lowheed. Yeah. Uh, I was driving along there, and I realized, like, man, I am right now at the peak, the point of my life where if I don't make these jumps anymore, mm. I'm never going to make this. Yes. And I remember passing that restaurant in my in my then-parents' car also, too, and just realizing, nope, I I I got to make a change. Th- mm. This is this is something that's gnawing at me for a while, and if I don't do this now, I'll never do this again. Right. Um. And so I think in that same week, I bought a plane ticket to go to Toronto here. Wow. Um. But I wasn't going to stay there for long. It was only for like a bunch of informational interviews. Oh. Okay. Okay. So I remember in 2013 of May, I went to Toronto, and within a span of two days, um, I booked ten informational interviews. Just kept on meeting people That's right great. outside. Yeah, no, thanks. Right outside the Starbucks at at two ninety nine Queen Street, which, if you know that building, that's yeah. uh, the Much Music building. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. right. It's, yeah, it's where I live. Oh, near. Okay. It's near. It's near where I live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I won't. I won't. Gi- I won't. Good. Give out the actual address, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So I kept on meeting people at that Starbucks. Everyone from the Business News Network. Everyone from Much Music. Everyone from CP twenty four. Mm. Just kept on meeting people there, and. I felt like, man, Toronto has such a good vibe, and it's great, and it, you know, encourages this type of behavior to actually meet and branch out and yeah. and network with people. Yeah. Um, and so that was April. I came back briefly to Vancouver, and then I told my pe- uh, my my folks, um, I- I'm going to make this happen. So I bought another one way ticket in May of that year. Yeah. And. My girlfriend and I just basically said together, we're going to do this together. She's always wanted to move away from Vancouver, too. Yeah. And we said max two years in right. Toronto. <laughs> I'm setting a timeline. Yeah. Adorable. Exactly. So this is 2013. So come August 2013, yeah. we, I, I moved to Toronto first, and then she came in October. But within that month and a half that I was here by myself, it was, it was rough, man. Like... In terms of just trying to find a job, but also like I, I, I was living atop a place, a, a Chinese barbecue place in Chinatown. So it was like a hot summer, I remember. Oh, geez. And thank goodness, like one of my friends, he, he let me stay there and everything. Great guy. He let me have his bed and all that stuff. Yeah. But I just remember every morning waking up and basically marinating in ta siu dong. Um, if, you guys, if you guys aren't Cantonese, that basically means like barbecued pork. Oh. I that, think oh, isn't that just a dream though? Isn't yeah. That just, isn't that just heaven? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't that In just hot humidity getting everything? Marinated? Yeah, you f- eventually you'll feel like the pork. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then 
eventually I got my first job at an animation studio as a marketing coordinator there. Okay. Uh, but a year working in there, and this city is great, but at the same time, man, it's a big wake-up call because I got fired from that job a year after that. Oh, wow. And then was, um, you know, just had to find another job. Yeah. And then I went to another ARC Productions, which is another animation studio. Yeah. I'm not sure if you guys know this, but, like, it used to be the biggest animation studio in all of Canada, employing close to about 500 animators, arc production mm. people and everything. Okay. But, eventually, I don't know how they did it, surprisingly, just after the August long weekend, I think, this is 20, 2015 or something like that? Yeah. Kaput. They really? just said, just a notice on the door just saying, sorry, we can't pay our debts, uh, good luck. No, no warning whatsoever. No. And then they were like, just gone. Just gone. Wow. And then that's when I just realized the volatility of this whole industry. Oh. So then, you know, then of course I have to find another job. And then I went to Stereo D, which is like my most recent office job and everything. Mm -hmm. Worked there as a senior production coordinator. Had a good time working on films such as, you know, like Blade Runner 2049 and and the new Star Wars trilogy and all that stuff. Um. I had a great time working there, but at the same time, like, it's a rough place to work in, especially VFX. It's a dark place. Uh, and Like, like it was lit oh, poorly. Yes, it was lit poorly. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Not like uh, Heart of Darkness, yeah, uh, yeah. Kurt's level of dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. just like, like, actually just dark. Yeah. So you're working there for crunch hours, like 12, 13 hours a day kind of stuff. And yeah, everything. yeah. It's a rough grind. And I told myself uh, not more than a year, mm-hmm. but eventually I did work there close to just under two years. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll be honest, that was my breaking point. Really? And, and I couldn't do it anymore. And, and I'm not sure if this is any kind of like um, any kind of credence to my to my to my decision to quit that job. But, man, I remember it was kind of spooky, too, man. Yeah. It was like one night. And I'm not sure if you've been in Liberty Village. Uh, yeah, I went there for a few interviews before when I first moved here, yeah. So all, all that whole place is just filled with, like, uh, reconverted uh, factory yes, lofts, right? right? Yeah. And all that stuff. So the building that I used to work at is a is an old uh, bread factory. Okay. So you still see all, like, the steel piping. It looks really cool and everything. Yeah. You know, furnished up, modern, but still has the aesthetics of the old factory. Yeah. So... I swear I was by myself in that studio working late one night. And then you heard the screams of a thousand bread souls or something like that. <laughs> the souls of the bread. The yeast kind screaming of. out into the <laughs> into the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember, like, have you seen the movie Hereditary? You know what? Yeah. I remember you saying it was a really good film, but I don't, think I've, I don't think I've watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet. So, okay. If you have seen it, if, if anyone has seen it. Um, you know, the, the, the demon payment okay. is represented by like a light, a light ray. Okay. Cause there's actually no manifested demon, but just in a light ray. Okay. So I remember it was dark out. It, it was dark in the studio. I was working on, on my computer and everything. All of a sudden from my right eye, I see this flash of light. that's come out of nowhere. This flash of light. I turn to my right. And again, mind you, I, this is empty. No one else is in the studio. I turn to my right to see that flash of light. It's gone now. But from my left side, I just hear... Oh, fuck off. No way. No no joke, though. I heard, like, what was steadily fastening 
uh, footsteps, yeah. like running towards me. Yeah. So I immediately turned to my left, expecting to see someone run up towards me. Yeah. No one was there. <laughs> and of course, I'm not sure if how much this played into my wanting to quit this job, but I, I just felt again, you know, when you have that inner feeling like this is not for you. And props to the people who can do it again. I'm so you're some... telling me the place is just haunted? I don't know. That's why you <laughs> you left your job? No. <laughs> well, no. Oh, but... my God. Okay. Or or it, maybe it's like a manifestation of your, like, your own senses just giving you, like, a warning. Yeah. Man, you're gonna you're gonna die in here, and you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be you're just gonna be a wandering soul in these empty halls of bread. Yeah, of yeah. Bread past could have been, but I just remember like again, this is not the place for me. And again, props to the people who can do it because they make amazing work, as yeah. you can see on all the movies uh, mm-hmm. they've worked on. Um, shortly after uh, December 2018, I put in my two weeks. I eventually said bye to that team yeah, and embarked to go to Ryerson to go to film school in 2019. Mm. Midway through that semester going into film school, then I also said, screw it, man. I've always wanted to do acting, too. Yeah. So I tried it out, had my first acting class in April. Right. Had it then, still liked it, which was my litmus test. Yeah. And then signed up with an agency. And luckily, like I, I know, I know, I'm brushing through these details really quickly, but I know finding an agent is actually really difficult for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. But I was really lucky in that sense that an agency took me on pretty quickly, and they've been supportive ever since. And it's been cool going to auditions a lot, right? And and understanding like what kind of look I am and how I can be better as an actor. Mm, what kind of look you are? Mm-hmm. Can you can you like can you go more into that? Like, what do you mean? So is it like yeah, is yeah. it like how the agency is, when you went in for those first initial meetings, like how uh-huh. they describe your your look? Is it is it really that kind of like open on discussions? Like, hey, you know what? This uh-huh. is this is the type of look you have. Yeah, yeah. This is the type of stuff we see you doing. Uh-huh. Where we're gonna focus in these areas. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Is that how it works? Uh, kind of. Um, like I I, I swear one of the biggest things that you can do for yourself um if you want the most objective mirror right. in society for you is go to a casting call oh god because then you see like around you in the waiting room when they're all going into the auditions you see how other people see you right and then because they're all we all typically kind of look the same you know yeah. like late 20s to early 30s young asian male yeah you know, and then you kind of look around. You're like, "Oh shit, yeah, I have seen all these people at different auditions, playing a dad, playing a high school student, even sometimes too." Right, right. But you know, like agencies don't want to ever cannibalize themselves with mm. their roster, right? So, if you're their Asian, they're, they're you're you're their so you, what? Hold on, what? <laughs> I know that has like almost racist undertones, but like, they're, make sure that like your look differentiate is different from the other people on their roster okay because otherwise you're going to be competing for the same parts all the damn time right right okay that's fair so that means that you're like the you're the only asian they have on their roster or how does that work (laughs) no no like because i have been on their roster and they have like another asian i think like they they do have like a Korean guy, and okay. I've also met with another person that was in my former acting class. His um he's like an Asian father type. Okay, so he's like I think just under sixty years old and everything. Mm-hmm. 
He's fit as hell, though, man. He's like, wow. Who who plays It Man again? Uh, Donnie Yen. Yeah, yeah. He's like a Donnie Yen kind of type. Really? Yeah, he's so cool. Like, I, I've asked him a lot of questions. Message him. We've met him for coffee. Oh, he's nice. like my little mentor. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, just basically, just try to be different. That's your whole thing that you can really do. Right. But isn't it also like you can't you can't be that much more different than how you look? Like, obviously, how you look. Uh, you know, if you get down to it, it is mm-hmm. kind of you almost kind of do have to separate yourself from that part of the business where it's like, mm, you're not the kind of look we want. It's like, oh, I can't change my look. Yeah. Or yeah like yeah. I can't change the major facts about my look, oh, like sure. whether or not I look a certain or not. I'm not even just saying race, just mm-hmm. like just how you look within yeah. your race even it's like well certain qualities i can't obviously can't change like what do you want me to do now no no for sure and i, I think that's why like going to a multitude of different agencies is really important oh, okay. there's not just one agency um but i mean like maybe another agency is looking for you know like the zach galifianakis of the asians oh okay. like if you are that look yeah there's other agencies that may be more appropriate for you hmm. rather than like have a donnie yen kind of look yeah or a henry golden kind of look well i mean true eventually i i would probably have to get an agent if it, if it goes anywhere so i yeah. guess they'll have to look for a i don't know uh semi <laughs> did you just look at your belly or look at your phone <laughs> oh there was a buzz but I, I didn't i didn't know how to put this is like should i say i think of myself as semi-attractive like no i don't know just say it man. i don't know i think i'm okay yeah, I think I'm okay. <laughs> I think I'm okay. Um, but uh, yeah, no. Okay, so pretty uh-huh. much you got you managed to get into an agency, and yeah, then yeah. but like in terms of getting into film school, because I think that that's what's what you decided to do right after getting uh, quitting that job. Because uh-huh. I guess you weren't thinking about were you thinking about going to film school right away after the job, or was it like later on you did some soul searching and then you yeah you realize maybe film school. So, uh, okay, aside from all this stuff, because it sounds like a really individual journey, mm. um, my girlfriend needs to, like, get a round of oh. applause for, like, putting up with my shit, you know? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Like, you know, I'm not young. Right. I, I'm 31. So, oh, well, you don't look a day over 30. Josh, we've already gone through this in episode one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> you, you look really young, young yourself, too. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, We're biased. Exactly. But yeah, go on. Uh, but the whole thing is that, yes, although this is a really individual journey, I, I would not be doing this without my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I, I don't think I would be partaking in this without her, her support. And also, at times, like, approval, too. Right. Because, you know... As as I always want to say, like, this is my life and how I want to live it, you know, my life affects her life too, vice mm. versa. Um, so, yes. So going into school first was was a bit of a easier pill to swallow in terms of, like, telling people what I was going to do. Not that I was lying or anything like that. You know, going to school was a big part. But I think for me to just say, hey, I'm going to drop everything and go into acting. Yeah. People will be like, what are you doing, man? Right. But at least, like, just say, hey, I'm going to school. People are just more understanding of that. So, right. again, I'm not lying. Like, I am going into school. Uh, I'm not uh-huh. just like. <laughs> no, you're spinning. 
Yeah. You're spinning information. And in today's world, all right, Lucas, mm-hmm. spinning information just makes you as bad as everybody else. No. So you're a liar. You're a liar, I, Lucas. You're I, lying uh, to every. You know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect anything less from an actor. Wow. I'm just saying. I'm wow. just saying. You, your entire business is lying. Uh, entire your, business. Yeah, you're not um, uh, an ancient. Um, what is it? Uh, Asian an servant. Ancient wasn't Asian. that? Wasn't that your role? You, you no, were like a. You, you were like a uh, an extra, and then you were all dressed up in like. Uh, I I can't. Oh well, no no no! I I, I was a retainer. Ah, you're a retainer. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. In yeah. historical period. Yeah, you're a period not. Piece. Um, you're, you're lying because you're not a retainer. No, okay, anyways, we'll move on to that. Oh my God, what but, a, okay. a tangent. But yeah, okay. no, yeah, no it, I guess it, it makes sense in terms of like, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. school, in a school format, there's a little bit more structure. Yeah, yeah. And then, like you said, you wanted, you took an acting class, and then that yeah. kind of got you into it. And then, so then, what was the thing about the acting, the experience of doing acting uh-huh. that made you like, I think this is it. This is what I want to. It, it it's always been in my mind to to go into acting. It's, really? Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, even when I was working, I, I did go into one audition before. Right. I think I, I remember you saying like you. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Now I think I, I remember you saying like when you were working there, it's like oh, I'm um, doing some uh, uh, auditions, have some headshots, and I remember yeah. a lot a lot of the things we kept on. Well, not just me, just within the Asian group as well. Uh-huh. It's like oh, l- look at uh, Johnny Tran here, guy. Because Lucas looks kind of a little like Johnny Tran from Fast and the Furious. Dude, I wish I looked like Ricky Ewan, man. <laughs> that dude is cut as shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So you're, yeah. you're a Ricky Ewan look. You're, you're a Ricky Ewan look. Dude, get me in a tank top with a fast charge car. <laughs> I'm in, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but like, no, no. Okay, so so go into acting class, man. It right. is terrifying. Oh. And it still is for me, man. Like, I... And, and to be honest, like, like maybe this is, like, kind of my therapy right now with, with you, Josh. Okay. But, like, I'm not sure, you know, like, they always say, like, when you're doing something that you love, you enjoy it and everything like that, you, you shouldn't be, you, you should be, like, having a love and a, and a drive towards it. Yeah. Right? But when I go into acting class, man, I am freaked the shit out. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, like, oh, of course, I, I think you can also attest to oh. it, too. It's like, when yeah. you're up on stage, it is... Is it scary for you? It's not okay. My my thing is like when I'm on stage, once I get that first joke out, yeah. then I'm fine. Okay. Then I'm fine for the rest of it. And then I, I go through what I prepared, you know, go through the jokes and everything. I think the the thing for me is just the anxiety and the uh-huh. an, the anxiousness yeah. of the day during. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm yeah. thinking about it during the day. I'm like running through the sets okay. during the day on my way to the club. Uh-huh. I get, you know, a little nervous, a little jittery right before I go on. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, at the, right now, I can't, you know, drink a beer or anything before. I want to make sure I'm sharp and focused. Mm-hmm. And then once I get up, but the second I get up there and then I I get that joke out, I'm just, I'm, I calm down a lot. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I'm just more comfortable. Once I get to that point, then I'm comfortable. Oh, okay, okay. No, no, okay. You, you bring up that good point. It's the, the lead up to the moment. Right. That That's, that's what kind of kills me. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. When I am in the class and, I, and I'm doing my thing and and getting up there in front of the other students and all that stuff, we're all in the same boat. We're all the other students are all in the same boat too. And even when I am on set, like everyone's nervous, everyone's jittery. Yeah, but just yeah, I, I guess a lot of times like I psych myself out. Right. But what keeps me going on is like, man, this is such a cool privilege thing to do, man. Oh. And 
it's it's like you call it lying, I call it playing. <laughs> okay. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. I you know I don't want this to be a thing where like. I get blacklisted because <laughs> yeah. I think acting is lying. It's a joke. I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian. Wow. Mm, I'm not. Um, but, you know, eventually I'll have to go into the profession of lying eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, just n- no matter what fear and anxiety I have going into it, like, I, I know this is what I want to do. Okay. I'm not sure if I can do it fully. That'd be the dream one day, of course, but at least this is what I want to do. Mm. And it's it's a real privilege at that point when you realize what you want to do and when you get paid to do, yeah. when those two things align, man. And I've had that like twice during like last year Yeah, that I'm like, I can make a decent amount of change with this thing so yeah. long as it comes consistent. So I'm pushing for that paycheck, man. Man, yeah. I mean, like... That's that, that's the interesting is thing about going into acting, because mm-hmm. like I almost feel like yeah you can't for acting you don't you can't really go half into it yeah because yeah, yeah. you you like or else you won't really get much traction mm-hmm. like you have to also kind of keep your schedule open so oh, man, in order to take yeah. opportunities as they come projects yeah. as they come so yeah. like it makes sense that a lot of actors would have to do like coffee shop jobs or like grocery mm-hmm. stores and stuff like that yeah. Um, but it's like, because there is a potential payday for you. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. If you get that role, you'll get a payday. Whereas in comedy, it's like the craft itself pays shit. The, there's no, like, there's no, like, well, actually, you know, in Canada, they started trying to create a a comedian's union type of thing Uh where they can provide some uh, healthcare and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but like you know, if you're an actors what union or whatever, yeah, actra, at least yeah. actra, then at least then there's some sort of structure for you, and like you can work within that. Mm-hmm. But like as a comedian, it's like you have to figure out a way yourself to be funny, and then you're usually going on to you know uh, spot do spots or open mics where yeah. obviously you're not getting paid until mm-hmm. the point where like even when you're getting paid to do maybe shows here and there, mm-hmm. that pay is not definitely not enough per show. Mm-hmm that you can live off of it and it's like the shows are going to be so infrequent that you can't consistently make that money over and over again so it takes a while for you to even get to a stage where you can consider yourself you're an actual comedian yeah be able to pay the bill doing comedy exactly in canada Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's probably it's hard i'm assuming it's harder or i feel like i know it's harder in canada than it is in the states because in the states there's so many more things to things to do more yeah. tv shows more productions you can maybe work on be a writer on right etc um but yeah so then like yeah so th- yeah. in terms of the fine financial side of that yeah 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 it's like you were did you look at how you were gonna go into it and be like i think i think this can work yeah i, I mean oh i don't know I, I think this is where you and i differ remember when we were talking about like goals of the podcast yeah you were like i want to get this x amount of views and i think 500 views you said you you were very metric based yeah like you had milestones and very tangible milestones whereas my whole thing was just like i just want to do it yeah you know um and that's this is probably one of my biggest faults too Hmm. in my life is that i i i know when things don't feel right and i feel it so so hard yeah. That if I don't change, if I don't course correct, yeah, I something terrible is going to happen to me. 
Whoa. And and that's how I felt with my recent, well, with my former jobs at the VFX place. Yeah. That's how I felt in, in many different situations in my life. Yeah. I, I don't really need like a metric to tell me. I just, I just uh, feel it and I do it. And acting just felt right when I, when I was doing it. And so if we're talking about finances, it's like, yeah, I, that's why I do have that goal. Yeah. Although we said in episode one, it's like the moment that I feel like I can buy my parents a place and buy mm. my in-laws a place, or at least just take care of them, right. whatever that means, whatever final figure that means, I don't know, but at least I will know how I feel when I get to that point. Yeah. And so financials, yeah, they're tight. Don't get me wrong, man. Like yeah. me and my girlfriend, it's not all roses with it. Like sometimes we fight. And it's not about not having enough money. It's about me and my inner anxiety about not having enough. And I feel like I can't support her. I can't do this and that. And I feel like I'm giving away so much of my time working at a grocery store like you mentioned before. Mm. You know? But if we were to say, am I happier? I I wouldn't really say I'm happier. But at least I I have a drive that I want to do something good within this field. Whereas before, of course, I wasn't happier but i was going down a path that i did not like right so you know that that i mean that's that by itself is kind of like you know i feel like maybe within the 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 setting and and like say asian asian culture right Mm -hmm. a lot of that i think is like at that stage where you can't you feel like you can't make that choice yeah yeah to to acknowledge what doesn't feel right mm-hmm. and then make the decision to go to what feels right even though even though like on the metric side logically however yeah it doesn't make sense but the fact that you know that from what how you view your life and how you live your life you know that the path you're on which may seem more stable which may seem like the uh-huh. correct thing to do yeah is something that like you know you can't do yeah and that you can't keep going and that you got to make a change yeah yeah so oh that's yeah yeah hmm. i mean some people you know like they can stomach a lot of things right man. like props to them like sometimes they just need a a wild trip to go to edc and they'll cure all of their like yeah. inner repressed demons that they've wanted to let out yeah. since working their nine to five job yeah. you know so some people just need that but like to me man i maybe i over course correct maybe i a bit too much sometimes like mm. quitting your job and then going to school and then working at a grocery market like like that's kind of extreme and i'm looking yeah at that and that's in, in some ways it's kind of stupid like eh. to, to, to other people like like not to me because it all makes sense to me but if i'm like explaining that to even even to probably some people within our social circle it's like it's like what are you doing yeah it's, and it, it is a yeah, it's a tough choice i, yeah. I think it's just a, it's a tough choice for not for people who who like don't are kind of so far uh away from the 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 industry or the mindset behind it that it's like it's just a foreign concept of being able to do that Mm -hmm. it's just like a foreign idea of like willing being willing to be in a worse situation yeah yeah in order to pursue something that you you are passionate about or you feel like like you that will give you more fulfillment than doing something else that is like more traditional, more standard. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um may seem mm-hmm. like a more socially acceptable choice. Yeah. And I think that I guess that's I mean, that's the thing with a lot of artists that they have to go through. Mm-hmm. But I I mean, especially with like uh Asian or like, you know, an ethnically diverse um uh, 
cultures or mm-hmm. and, and stuff is like as under an immig- kind of like an immigrant mentality first generation second generation yeah. you know you're just trying to uh establish the family to a point where you can live well mm-hmm. have a stable stable life raise a family on your own yeah yeah but then the other kind of things that are more rocky more passion driven you know yeah. it's just it's hard to get out of that yeah. structure and make that leap and which is mm-hmm. why like I, i'm really happy to to hear more about your your perspective in that uh-huh. because it's definitely it's something i'm also thinking about yeah but i'm i'm definitely in a different kind of uh path uh-huh. because of how you know there isn't a potential big break necessarily yeah yeah um for comedy in, in the beginning mm-hmm. um but i mean granted like what you're doing right now working your nine to five well working what what pays you well yeah and then and, yeah, yeah and then going into your own in creative endeavors it is really commendable too um a lot of people that i that i take these classes with acting classes with a lot of people that I go to auditions with, they're like, "Oh man, I just ran outside the office. Yeah. Oh, I, I gotta get, get, get I, I gotta get back in time." I'm like, "Oh, you, know, you guys can balance the two. Like, good on you guys." So, yeah. I, I mean, like, no one has to make this full out leap. No. Um, but if if you feel like it's right for you, of course, do what's right, whatever you feel is right, and and your partners are all up for it and everything like that. Yeah. But you know, if you can balance the two, like, props, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll we'll see. <sighs> I, but if you feel like to, the opportunity cost yeah. is is greater, if you feel like you're missing out on a lot, then then of course mm. maybe you have to course correct a bit. But wh- whichever you prioritize more is the main thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like I think right now it's just unless there is a tangible job that comes up related to comedy, where it's like, oh, if there's for some reason there's opportunity through doing more shows, making some connections, where it's like, oh, would you be interested in writing for a show mm-hmm. for a TV? yeah comedy show at that point i have to weigh at that point i would have to weigh it's like okay now this is a bit more real yeah yeah, now this is like would i have to quit my job for this writing gig yeah yeah yeah. or like being able to work on a production and um i think i think it honestly i think it would have to take something like that for me to really make that for sure make that choice uh, of whether to fully commit Mm -hmm. because i think now it's like it's so it's more volatile and more random the breaks you get if you're just only doing comedy that it's yeah that it's like i think once an opportunity actually comes up then i'll make the leap mm-hmm. but i think right now i i'm okay with uh just building material and nice and stuff like that um yeah Doing i guess nice. i guess for me like in terms of the ideas for going into comedy in general yeah. i think it was always just a matter of um I think me realizing that being on stage is almost like my best, the best version of me Mm. where it's like in that environment, I'm just comfortable. I'm confident. Like I know, I know that what I can do telling jokes, kind of commanding an audience, you know, making them laugh. I know that just, that just feels like something that just, just works Mm-hmm. You know, like I think in, in other parts, cause I got a business degree and I was like looking to do work in, in like sustainability. That was kind of one of my things that I wanted to get into. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I managed to work at a solar company for a year, uh, less than a year. Right. And I think that, that avenue was what I wanted to do in terms of almost like a career professional wise. Yeah. Yeah. But then the experience of me doing 
comedy on stage for some reason like like i'm 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 good at mm -hmm. the you know the pm the project management or that kind of more professional work mm -hmm. like i'm definitely good at it uh but for some reason it just it, when i'm on the stage it feels like this is something that just that just feels right yeah 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 you know it just good. feels like a hundred percent right yeah and um yeah but it's which is why like i want to continue pursuing it like i'm uh -huh. i think i'm just more interested in this stage like doing the performances working on the craft of the actual jokes mm -hmm. the writing you know establishing my ideas my opinions on certain yep. things mm -hmm. and then transforming them into jokes and communicating them in a way that challenges the audience and challenges the perspectives of people who listen to it and i yeah. think i'm i'm much a lot more interested in that idea of the of the communication and the thought process and the the arguments yeah that yeah. you can make within jokes <laughs> that um that just stimulates me intellectually right right and then okay and then it plays up to my ego i'm gonna be honest because I, I, yeah, I think to be honest, like over the years, like since coming to Toronto and like, you know, uh, uh -huh. uh, I think having conversations with friends and yeah. stuff, cause like you, you just talk about this, this type of things like a little bit, or especially with like my roommate, just talking about, you know, our own perspectives of ourselves, our mentalities of, of what we do, mm -hmm. you know, trying to get some insight in ourselves. I realized I like it when I'm perceived as being smart. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. So I, so like, if I'm in a room as like, I just like saying random facts. I will say multisyllabic words yeah, to yeah. the point where like other people, some closer friends are going to be like, "Ugh, Josh is, uh, Josh is trying to be smart again." He's actually still pretty fun in parties, though. Like he's not, he's not coming off as a prick, <laughs> but he's pretty fun too. Yeah, yeah, but um, but like I, this is something I realize is like, oh, I just want. Deep and I'm probably going to make a bit out of this where it's like deep down inside I just want people to know I'm smart like yeah. I don't necessarily care like if they they like phys think I'm physically attractive just, as long as they think I'm smart oh that's just that's all I want that's all I want it's like oh no that's a oh that's very clever yeah. it's like a, it's like if, if I say something clever and somebody's like oh that's really smart like I'll think about it forever <laughs> like I will no I won't do that I won't <laughs> I won't jerk off to the idea that I'm – well, I might be close. But I think I think what it is is, like, if I say something clever, to, in my head I'll be like, huh, remember that time I said something clever? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't, I, don't, I don't say that to, like, you know, other people. I just say it to myself. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I was smart. I was smart then. <laughs> um, so that's what I realized more about, like, where my ego is at. Yeah, And yeah. I realized my ego is trying to – you know just being smart mm -hmm. so i try to like make put that into my comedy so that when people hear me it's like oh that was smart that was clever that was a, that was a good pun and mm -hmm. it's like yeah yeah it was yeah isn't it like you know such an ego driven thing it is and and, and and that's what i'm trying to get out of at the same time too because I, i'm not sure how it is with comedy but with acting though man like you're gonna get roasted no matter what because uh. you're trying to be human in the most non-human context yeah like of course you guys can't see this but in this setup though kind of similar to a film set just lights pounded on us right now yeah uh we have mics in front of us headphones but we have to like 
you know, banter along. And it is, it, you know, it's comfortable because it's with you. Mm. But, like, when you're on a film set and they're like, okay, now, now pretend like you're, you guys are friends. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's hard, man. So, yeah, you know, just trying to kill that ego of trying to, to look like somebody and trying to be smart about it. Because at the end of the day, like, unless you are at, at, at like, a really cool networking event that you have to, like, present yourself to be so smart and you're wearing, like, collared shirts. Yeah. No one's going to really look that smart. Everyone just yeah. wants to have a good time. And everyone remembers the fun guy, not the smart guy at a party. Okay, okay. So, okay. So, I'm not, like, I'm not like overly trying to be smart. It's like, hey, guys, uh, I just learned a statistic the other day. What do you guys think? No, yeah, I, yeah. I'm more like, you know, in conversation as things. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. Um, the, did you know that uh, class and that's were from Portugal and it's an Iberian Peninsula type of uh, cultural type of thing? Oh, shit. It's like, it's like, okay, it's just like, you know, if it comes yeah. up in conversation, I'll be like offering it's like oh yeah here's a fa- all right that there's a fact about that yeah so I, it's not like I'm like artificially creating an environment <laughs> in which people must recognize how intelligent I am yeah 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 but if they do that'd be nice no for sure um but like I mean you can attest as well obviously I agree <laughs> obviously I agree <laughs> that sometimes when I use multisyllabic words to like uh within with closer friends okay it's like uh it's like oh Josh yeah I hear them just groan a little bit <laughs> and it's because they've heard it more right right whereas like in front of strangers I think I give off a little bit of a better impression just because they don't know me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like oh he used a, a word like that I was like oh okay cool hmm. probably that stranger at the party was like that's weird. Jimmy O. Yang just came up to me and said uh, the biggest <laughs> syllable word. Wow. <laughs> I'm, ar- I'm already, I'm already getting Sorry, man. mistaken go- for another. Okay, all right, that's fine. Um, but like, okay, like, uh, which is why it's like a running joke whenever I do that amongst closer friends who have heard it a lot. There yeah. is like, I just kind of play it up. It's like what, what, you know? I'm not, just, I'm not, blah, blah, blah. But. Uh-huh. But, like, it, it, it took me some time to realize that that's somehow what I do, kind of do, uh, like, unknowingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now that I know that, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to limit sounding like an asshole. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, we were just at a party Yeah. on Saturday. One of the more fun parties we were at. Right. Well, I think for 2020, it's only been, like, 20 days in. Yeah. But, man, like, we were, my girlfriend and I were only there for two hours. Yeah. But, man, it was a packed two hours of just nonstop entertainment, man. Ended off with literally a bang. Right. And, but anyways, sorry, just back to you about it. Did you use, like, a lot of multi-syllabic? Syllabic. Syllabic words? Multi-syllabic. I don't know. Maybe I'm not even saying that word correct. See, that, that's, that's, even when I use multi-syllabic, I'm trying to sound smart. <laughs> You know how much of a douche I am? Anyways. No, you're good. You're good. Anyways. There were just a lot, a lot of new faces at that party, so. Yeah. Uh, just, to, just to, you know, uh, recognize that this week we're, we are recording this, you know, ahead of schedule. It probably won't be released in the right time frame. But, hey, you know what? It's mm-hmm. leading up to Chinese New Year's. I felt no, like it would be a good idea to just, you know, talk a little bit about that and uh, wish our 12 viewers... Maybe 12. I think we could get Hopefully. 12. Hopefully we can get 12 by then. Uh, 12 viewers, you know, uh, happy Lunar e- New Year. Happy Lunar e- New Year. Um, oh, yeah. Are, are you Mandarin or Cantonese? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Oh, Mandarin. and for our Cantonese listeners, Gong Yes. Uh, 
that's all I got. Oh, really? No, I can speak more, but I just oh. I don't want to embarrass myself. I think I pronounced it okay, but you know, I just I don't want to embarrass myself. Um, uh, yeah, but like, uh, what do you? Do? Yeah, what do you do for? Chinese um, New Year's, Lunar New Year's. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank goodness I, I, I'm not married yet, because so I still get the red envelope. Um, <laughs> Wait, do you? Wait, yeah. is that the cutoff? Yeah, yeah. So apparently, oh. so my younger sister, she's married, so she has to give me the red pocket. Wow. Um, Actually, uh, yeah. I didn't know that. I yeah, just, yeah. I, I've stopped getting them for a while. Are you serious? Oh, I'm sorry, man. Hmm. Well, actually, well, I mean, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. I feel like I, 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 I've, I've been like almost conditioned a little bit. I don't even know if it's conditioned. I think just me, my personality has now developed to a point where it's like, ah, I don't know. I don't know about accepting money. from. Really? I, I just, I feel, I just feel like. Am I spoiled uh, for still accepting uh, money? No, no, no. I mean, like, I wish I could, I, I, I could just like. Except, but then again, I think within my family, we also don't give that much. Like, it's not a thing where, we're like, a lot of extended family will send mail and stuff. Oh. So it's not like, I don't think it was that as prevalent. I think maybe just every year it was, like, one one envelope of, like, money. And just yeah, yeah. as a represent, represent, representation mm-hmm. of the tradition. Right, um, right. No, but, yeah, which is yeah. good. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, all that money is... <laughs> All that money will be used for something else, and then and then probably yeah. just like a family dinner. But oh, I will be in town for like Chinese New Year celebrations this oh, year. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, you might be. I, I don't know the details because from what I'm aware, there's always like a certain there certain days mean certain things after the New Year. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. never I never fully understood that. Uh-huh. Um, what are you guys up to? But for me, it's usually like also um, having a you know family dinner. Yeah, uh, and then. When I was younger, it was a lot of calling relatives, right? I should do wishing that them too. a happy, happy New Year, mm-hmm. or like watching the the uh, Communist People's Republic of China put oh, on the yeah. annual annual uh, sh- fireworks show. No, it's like the talent. Oh, I don't know what it is. Is it a talent show or like some kind of oh. variety show? It's oh, a cool. variety show. Uh-huh. I remember watching that every year, and then I do. I think we all just kind of stopped, but. Um, yeah, I don't want to. I know as I'm saying that, it's like I'm probably the the odd, the outsider in that kind of role because I think most most Asian families will will still do it quite a bit. For uh-huh. me, as like I think we kind of just stopped. Interesting. <laughs> I think we kind of stopped. Do, do you have a lot of family? Like, is there no, no. whole extended family? In no, oh. no. So, so I guess that's also another reason. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but even even so, it's like I kind of don't particularly care much. I, I yeah, don't know. yeah. I don't know. Okay, fair enough. But uh, I mean, it's nice. It's nice getting money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I, nice. I think we've been so Westerners that we that like Christmas. I think is a bigger deal than us than Chinese New Year. Yeah, Wh- which is oh sorry, Lunar New Year. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, to be to be uh, you know, uh, uh, I guess PC about it. But I, I, no, well, I mean, it's it is more accepting. You know, yeah. other countries. Other cultures yeah. do do Lunar New Year. The it's Vietnamese not, do. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. not, I mean, the Japanese, Korean, everybody, they celebrate Lunar New Year's. Mm-hmm. It's not just people in China. Yeah, yeah, However, yeah. I think because we are both Chinese, we can say it as Chinese New Year's. Chinese New Year to us. To us. Hell yeah. To us. But yeah. So to all the Chinese and people who celebrate Lunar, the Lunar, lunar New Year, year um, happy Lunar new year we wish you a great one yeah peace and happiness to all yes <laughs> okay i guess we should just end there <laughs> okay bye-bye oh, man.
All right. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 